Friendshipping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now, unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... Concert Etiquette. Oh, I love it! Oh! oh. <laughs> and now here's a little concert for you. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't at first adorable. and then I did. <laughs> Hello, here we are. Hey, Jen. It is time for another episode of Friendshipping. I was trying to do, hey, Jude, but <laughs> hey, Jen. I love that. Don't get the down. Oh, I feel like I'm seeing the Beatles live again. Take I'm a sad song. at something Make that rhymes better. with song. It oh, better. it doesn't rhyme with song. No. Uh, well, great. I was about to say, well, <laughs> look at you, John Lennon or or George or Paul. No, it wasn't Ringo, but I actually don't. It's no, Paul. That sings Let It Jude? Yes. Hey Jude. Hey, Let Jude. It Let Jude. Jude. <laughs> <laughs> Let It Jude. Let It Jude. <laughs> Let It Jude. Yeah. Uh, hold my Jude. I want to hold, hold your Jude. Jude. Here comes the Eight. Jude. Here comes the Jude. Eight Judes a week. A day in the life Jude. of Jude. <laughs> Penny Jude. Goo 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 Jude. <laughs> Oh man, yellow Jude. I, we got some deep ble- Beatles cuts here. I am the Jude. We we'll have see to in stop. the sky with Jude. Okay, 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 okay. We have to stop. Whoa! Like ninety percent of our listening audience does not care about any of the jokes we I just thought, made. I thought you were going to say has already turned off this show. In oh, which case, that's probably true. Also accurate, uh, Jen. So this week we're talking about concerts. What's the last concert you went to? Oh, great question. Um, it might have been Passion Pit. I saw Passion Pit uh, early, I think it was, I remember it being cold outside, so I think it must have been spring. I've always liked Passion Pit, but I've never, I never saw them like in their extreme heyday when I was in college. So I saw them recently and danced my face off. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. I love that you said, I remember it was cold, so it must have been spring, yep. because obviously you're from the Midwest, because people like spring, cold, yeah. what? It wasn't winter cold, it was spring cold. It was nasty, uh, icy, muddy cold. <laughs> yes, exactly. There was Ugh. dog shit everywhere. Mm. I had a big old thick jacket on, which I tossed the side as I entered the the arena to dance. Thick with two C's. <laughs> what about you? Uh, it was the Jimmy Eat World concert in Brooklyn. Yeah, my heart. I know. I had so much fun. As as you may have, as I may have told you on the podcast, I missed a Jimmy Eat World concert in Chicago. I'm a big nerd for Jimmy Eat World. Everybody knows this. And then they were in Brooklyn when I was in Brooklyn for work. So I was like, hey, hey, it's I meant to be. Walked in, had two shots of whiskey. What kind of whiskey? Uh, well, whiskey. They're just the shittiest that they had. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. And then I dance. I did and dance. Uh, I did indeed dance my face off. And then I needed to throw up about three quarters in. Threw up in the bathroom. Got back. I love you for that. Okay, because you said that, that means I can admit I threw up before the Passion Pit show. That's perfect. <laughs> We're doing great. We're here. We're doing amazing. I also left before the encore. Because I'm an adult, and if I'm done at a show, I'm going home. I'm done here. I'm done. <laughs> I wash my hands of you, Jimmy. <laughs> I just imagine you in the middle of the crowd suddenly becoming completely sober. 
I am done. That's what happened. Oh, my God. So there was this, this group of, like, five people next to me that I kind of, like, I became, like, concert friends with yep, them, you yep, know? Because yep. we were all equally into it. And then I was just kind of, like, slowing down. And then I was like, I have become completed. And then I just, like, turned around. And like, I was like, bye. And they're like, bye. You were done calibrating. I was done. I was, it was over. You're green. Uh, your meter for fun, like you're a sim, it was completely green and yes. you were ready to go to bed. I, and I and I did. I went right to bed. Sounds awesome. At 11 p.m. on a Thursday. Oh, you crazy party animal. That's who I am. Well, Jen, would you like to read the first question? I would. Hit it. Hi, friendshippers. A query. I'm going to a big, exciting concert fairly soon in August, and a ton of my friends are also going. However, I do not want to go with them. When I'm at a concert, I really just want to get lost in my own head and rock out. I don't want to talk to anyone. I certainly don't talk through the songs, and I make lots of mental notes on the performance as a musician myself. How can I explain to my friends that I love them, but I don't want to be around them at the show? They're planning like a whole thing, and they're so into it, but I am just not interested whatsoever. Also, when I'm at the show and I run into someone, this has surprisingly never once happened to me, yet since my musical tastes are a little unconventional, how can I politely tell them to buzz off? Aw. Well, I'm glad you know how you like to experience concerts. Yeah, this is totally legit. Like, yeah. I know there are probably some people listening to this that are like, why the hell wouldn't you want to be with your friends at a concert? That's such a place to be with your with your bros. But welcome to nerd life. Sometimes I love things a little too hard. Some things I hug a little too tightly and I don't really want to share them with anyone else. Yeah, totally. I want to, I totally understand the... What does it say? Rock out and be in my own head. Yeah, I'm totally that way with with the artists I, I really, really like. I also think that might be code for get high and be alone. Oh, yeah. yeah get get yeah. real drunk and just like party. Yeah. 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 And you don't want company and you don't want people to see you like that. Totally get it. Yeah. I mean, and, and concerts are like dark, you know. So they mentioned like uh, I haven't I have not run into anyone yet since my musical tastes are a little unconventional. Sometimes you just want to get your pure enjoyment ugly face on. You know, like I, like you're not going to give a shit if your eyeliner's running yes. down your cheek. Yes, like it is like mine is right now in this got, hot goddamn room. It's the worst. And sometimes like you want to do that and experience that on your own. And that is so, so, so valid. So again, as so often happens on this podcast, it would appear that the answer is within your question. Like you gave us a really good explanation as to why you don't want to be around them at the show. Yeah. I mean, you could come up with a white lie like I'm anxious in crowds, but you know, everything you said is already legitimate. You can just say what you said to us. I think they'll probably get it. Maybe some people like don't like dancing in front of their friends and like I'm not that person. I like dancing at my friends. But sometimes I'm embarrassed by how emotional I get at concerts and who, in front of artists that mean a lot to me. Like I'm seeing Death Cab this fall and I'm definitely going to cry during the encore. I just Aww. I just know it. And like no one needs to see me do that. And I want to I want to cry during the encore. I want to feel it, man. God damn. We're so emo. Yeah, like Death we are Cab, so Jimmy emo. World. I know. Oh. May we never grow out of it. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think true. And I think you're right. Like. You'd be open about this and tell them tell them your preferences and let them know it has nothing to do with with them or their enjoyment or how much you love them because it doesn't really. Yeah, and I feel like anybody trying to get in some, I guess, out outside. How do I put this? So like, okay, so say your friend who's a painter wants to go to the museum of art and like wants to go at their own goddamn pace. 
doesn't want anybody to be judging them for skipping past a wing or for spending 20 minutes on one painting. Like they are experiencing this in a different way because they that that's their art. That's what they do. Like a chef might want to really freaking focus on getting that tart out. You know, that's what you're doing is like you are a musician. You are a creator of this type and you are taking notes and appreciating this on a different you have a different perspective than your friends do. I mean, I wouldn't say it to them like that. Like, A, as a musician, <laughs> if it is my art, like, no, don't sound like Use that. Use the word craft. It's my, my craft. craft. My craft. My craft. <laughs> my Laura craft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do that. But, like, what if we, do you want to have, do you want to do this? Do you want to have the conversation, yeah, Jen? Yeah, let's do it. Should I be mean or nice? I love when you're so unreasonable. Okay. <laughs> I love when you're the unreasonable dick. So, like, ha- let's have this go as poorly as it could possibly oh, go. Oh, I love that. You know, okay. and I'm going to just try to, I'm going to try to reason you through it. I'm going to try not to laugh through this. Okay. Oh, you're starting. What? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're starting this. Like, be like, uh, yeah, like hey, hey, Toby. Yeah. Hey, Toby. <laughs> I'm already laughing. Hey, Toby, uh, can't wait to hit you up before the Simba band. I All I can think of is Simba from The Lion King, okay. which is not a band. I can't wait to hang out and do shots. At the Metallica. At the Metallica concert. <laughs> <laughs> With you. And uh, I, I'm going to get us tickets because I know you love Metallica as much as I do. And we're going to sit right next to each other and we're going to dance and scream all night. As much as I want to get metallic with you. No, don't start out like that. Uh, thank you so much for taking all the planning on. Like, that's really, really nice of you. Thank you. I know. Um, I, However, uh, I, I usually just like to enjoy these things on my own. You know, I just kind of get in my head and it, I'm really just like no fun to be around around this stuff. And I kind of I just want to go alone. And uh, I love you. What? <laughs> you want to you want to do what? What? I would, what do you want to? I don't. I don't <laughs> we're not good at podcasting today. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Okay, okay. I don't understand why you want to go to alone to a concert. You're surrounded by people. Totally. But you know how that feeling of kind of being lost in a crowd and, you know, it's dark and no. you kind of. Well, okay. So you don't have the same feelings as I do. This I understand. I would really love it if you could be sympathetic to my point of view here, which is I I just really want to get in the zone. You know, I'm going to go on my own, but I am happy to get brunch the next day and talk over the show with you. Metallica brunch. It's it's <laughs> everyone Metallica brunches. So you want to go alone rather than go with me, your closest friend in the galaxy. You're telling us. I thought we were friends. Side note to the asker, this will never go this poorly. We're just having fun. I can't believe you hate me. <laughs> so I don't hate you. And I and I understand feeling negatively about this. It, but this isn't really about you or our friendship at all. It's about me and Metallica. And- <laughs> <laughs> okay. And But I love Metallica more than you. Then that's great because tomorrow... <laughs> The day after Metallica, when we get Metallica brunch, I can't wait to hear about uh, what you thought about the show. I'm going to go to brunch alone. Oh, how's that taste? Tastes like brunch. Because <laughs> I'm too, I'm going to get my Metallica brunch on at a different restaurant. So this will not go that badly. There will, there's no chance in fuck that it'll go this badly. The only thing I could see going badly about this is if all your friends are like doing their group hang before before the show yeah and you're not there 
because you don't want to be. And that is fine. Yes. But someone in the group gets a little bit like, why didn't they come? They're too good for us. There might be one person who says the thing. Well, that, that, that person per- sucks a little. And that person just doesn't understand. Because like w- what you're going to do is you're just going to go right up to the organizer friend. Because obviously you've got an organizer friend who's putting stuff together. And just say, this sounds awesome. It's just not for me. It's just not the way that I experience concerts. And just reiterate, it's not about your thing. This sounds amazing. I hope I get to see pictures. It's just that I experience this stuff best when I'm on my own. And I want to have Metallica brunch with you. I think that's great. Yeah. I think that's really good. Um, You're not asking anything unreasonable. And if someone in the group does like titter like that, just let them do it. Forget about it. Any reasonable person would be like, okay, great. See you. See you for Metallica brunch. And for the love of God, if you are ever find yourself in a friendship situation where someone is tittering like that, I like the word titter. I'm going to start using it more. <laughs> um, be the cool person that says, I think she just want to do her own thing. Subject change. Let's do do the word tit in it. Titter. Because it sounds like Twitter, but it's not. It's an uh, in real life twi- Twitter. Yeah. Titter, well, titter. Just, I, I think the only thing you need to do is, like, avoid saying things like, as a musician, I must hide my craft. Or you don't want to say something like, I'm just such a big Metallica fan. I'm like, so, I just love it way more than you. Exactly. Because it's a competition of who loves Metallica the most. Yeah. Make it about you. Don't make it about your friends or Metallica. Just, like, this is how I, I do things. Exactly. Make it about you. I actually think that's my other piece of advice for if you if you do happen to run into them at the concert. And yeah, wanna, I forgot and about you, that part. you want to move away from them. Them, mm-hmm. uh, be open and use your I statements. Say, uh, don't say, can you go away? Say, I'm going to go over here now. Uh, I'm going to go do this thing solo. I'm going to go get a beer. I prefer to dance alone. Or I'm so happy I ran into you. I'll see you after the show. Exactly. I hope you have a great time. I can't wait to talk about this later. Or uh, you could say, I hope you have a great time. I am going to try to muscle my way to through to the front and I do not wish to drag anybody with me. Yeah, exactly. You're making your preferences like, com- you're making your preferences known. And there's no arguing with that, really. Yeah. And if somebody's like, you came alone, how weird. Then you're just kind of like, yeah, I'm a weirdo. Yeah. Embrace it. The end, you know, or man, it's I, again, we are definitely dealing in like the one percent of possibilities because like, OK, there's like, OK, let's say there's maybe a 10 percent chance that you'll run into somebody, you know, at any show. And then there's like half of that is like maybe people that would want to try and like tag along with you. And then maybe like a fifth of that is like people who would give you a hard time about it. So there's like a one percent chance that this will go poorly at all. Yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you will be fine. Thank you for the question, though. This is it. This is a thing. Should we question two? Question two. Da, 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 da. Jen and Trin, I have a ridiculous problem. Yes. I'm recently kind of making friends with a musician I really admire. So she's like famous, but not like famous, famous. Like people would know her music, but probably couldn't pick her face out of a lineup. Anyway, I met her at one of her shows and we super hit it off. I would really like to pursue this friendship as it seems like she genuinely digs me and isn't just being nice to a fan. We've emailed a few times, we follow each other on Twitter, and she only follows like a few hundred people compared to her thousands upon thousands of Twitter followers, and we have a maybe weekly interaction. How can I keep from fucking this up? I don't want to come off as a creepy fan, and also she's married and I'm in a relationship, and I don't want to come off like I'm trying to steal her from her wife. There are many complications here, and I'm worried about messing up this very sweet, pure thing. Thank you for any help you can give. She, her pronouns. 
I am so desperate to know who this musician is. I know. Can you send us like a separate email? Is, I wa- it, is it Nico Case? Is it Ingrid Michelson? Oh, is it? Is it Lord? It's probably not. Oh Lord. my God! It could be Lord. No, everyone knows what Lord looks like. Yeah, I think everybody because she's got very big hair. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh my God! Please tell me. I literally don't know what Ingrid Michelson looks like. I just she's realized just a that. blonde lady. It's just a blonde. That's most of them. Yeah, she's yeah. just a, exactly. What if it's um? Oh gosh, I forgot her name. Haley K. Kyoko. Do you know who that is? No, she's from like Paramore. Red hair? No, 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 no. She's uh, she's a, she's a lesbian. It's great. She's a, hold on, I'm going to look her up. Haley Co. Haley K. Haley Kilgore? No. Nope. Nope. Well, well, whatever. We'll never find out. There's no <laughs> we'll way to never figure it out. <laughs> Carlin's I, a I big used fan. up my last Google. <laughs> that was my own, my last Google for the year. Yep. And it's only July. So I Damn don't. Damn it. I'll never find out anything again. <laughs> Um, I think that it's really great that the asker has picked up that there's something like a, of an uneven power dynamic. There here. totally is. Yeah, yeah. And I and I like that you have specified. Okay, it's been mutual. This seems really nice. I'm just trying to not fuck this up. People who are in that position are genuinely not going to fuck up. Uh, yeah, I can tell much by, less likely. Yeah, I can tell by the way you frame this question that we don't have to give you warnings. Like, remember that they're not public property, right? Even though their stuff is public and they're a public figure, sort of. Like, we don't have to make those reminders. It sounds like you're being very cognizant of that, right? Like, weirdly enough, famous people have friends. Sometimes those friends are not famous. That is weird. I know. Can you imagine being famous and not having famous friends? Like, what's the point? Why would you ever get famous if you didn't hang out with just famous people? Put me between John Legend, Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. M- sandwich. Sandwich right in there. They'll, <laughs> she'll, they'll literally make me sandwiches. They're really good at cooking anyway. That's very sweet of yeah. them. Yeah. Okay, listen. So I'm glad that you are thinking about this because you are right. There is a complicated layer of, is this person just trying to be friends with me because they dig what I do? And I think that that question comes up for non-famous people just as much, you know? Does this person like me or are they just trying to get a discount at the store I'm working at, you know? Famous people are in this position where they have something that a lot of people want. Yeah, like when people are like, want to hang out with me just to get to Trin. Mom. I totally understand. <laughs> What's Trin like? You I know? was actually thinking about um, the last time I got a piercing, I was talking to this dude who was, do- gosh, I forgot his name. Oh, Reverend. Uh, I was talking his to this- name was Reverend? Uh, he goes by the Reverend. And he's uh, the I get my I get all my piercings in Joliet. Uh, I forgot the name of the place, but Reverend, he's very cool. But he was talking to me about how like girls will sometimes flirt with him, thinking that they'll get like free piercings or something out of it. This happens to way more people than just like the uber famous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so I think that just having that in your head that they are just a normal ass person who has something that other people want and that is true of most people might put this in perspective. For yeah, you. yeah. You know, another thing I was thinking about the Twitter interactions they've had, the mutual. Twitter interactions. And Twitter is such a shithole right now, especially for people that have, I don't know, opinions, Mm -hmm. maybe care about the world, that I don't think this person would be on Twitter replying to you if they didn't really actually like you. Right. Because there's so much bullshit on Twitter right now. Like they're spending, they're taking time to to reach back to you. And I think that's a really good sign. It's just, you know, every now and again, leave the ball in her court. So what I mean by that is like, don't double email. So the, uh, hey, how you doing, blah, blah, blah. And then you send a second email two days later being like, did you get my email? No. Oh my God, don't do that. We're not doing that. No, 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 no. That immediately puts you on the Dunzo list. Yeah. One thing that I personally dislike, and Jen, I'm wondering if you feel this way too. 
be really cognizant about what pressure you may put on her from the kinds of interactions that you you have with her. So, for example, say you tweeted something, a super hot take that you know that she'd probably like. You don't need to like at her and link that tweet to her, you know, like I like don't put her in a position where she has to respond to you. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or don't don't make don't accidentally imply you're asking for like retweets or something. Oh, or yeah. Yeah. Accidentally asking because you said she has a lot of followers, right? That was in here. Yeah. Yeah. Don't make it seem like you're like, hey, make sure you, you show your fan base this or whatever. Yeah, it's hard. This is very sticky. And honestly, you'll probably cross the line and not realize it. And yeah, she'll probably. probably forgive you and move on. Yeah, that's kind of how this thing life goes. You probably won't do something egregious, but you probably will make a fuck up. Yeah, as we all do in our day to day lives. Let's talk about what happens if this artist is doing like a concert in a city you're going. You're oh, in. good. Yeah, like, what's the protocol, do you think? I would say it depends on what kind of basis you're on email or it looks like this is an email or Twitter friend. I would say that this is an email situation, like maybe a quick like, hey, saw you're rolling through Chicago. Um, I'm free that night. 100% know that you're at work, so don't worry about it. But if you want to grab tacos, let me know. I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really nice. Or you can just say, I'll be at your show. Excited excited to see it and not say I'm excited to see you because that kind of implies a one-on-one interaction. That may not be possible or may not be something they want. Oh, yeah. It's just saying like excited for your show on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, since this artist isn't mega famous, that little email might go a long way in making them feel really excited. Because yeah. I was just thinking about an artist that I met in a a venue in Chicago and it was a small venue and they were traveling from Austin and the show was packed because they're they're oddly popular in Chicago even though they're not a very huge popular band but the show was packed but the venue was still small enough I think it was Shuba's anyway the venue was still small enough that we were able to say hello and it was awesome let them know you'll be at their show I think that's cool yeah yeah I mean I I like saying this in such a way that there's no obligation to act as we kind of touched on before so like not I'm excited for us to hang out but more like I'm I'm stoked to see that you'll be in town like let me know if you want to hang very cool let me know if you need any recommendations I, I like that a lot also like I think that these are pretty obvious things to not do I don't think you would make these mistakes because you're already in the position where you are friends with this person. However, just to double check, you're not being an idiot. Don't ask for special treatment. So uh, if you are in the position where you can buy your own tickets to her shows, definitely do that. And don't ask her for a pass because one, you want to support your friends, first of all. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, And second, like, I don't think that you should be making asks of her yet. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem like you've been friends for very long. No. No. Right. Like you don't want to have her leave a fun voicemail for your dad who is also a fan or like sign an album for your nephew. I'm sure that she would be happy to do things like this for you. But when you're first starting to become friends, I think that having that boundary is really good so that she knows that you like her. I think that's really good. You're not just making asks. Yeah. Oh, and also don't ask her for her phone number or her home address. That Um, seems obvious, but it's not that obvious. It's not at all because like getting somebody's phone number is great because it's an easier way to get in touch, especially if you're going to be hanging out in real life. You might need her home address if you are mailing each other stuff. Um, I'm not sure what your relationship is. But when you ask for the address, I would suggest instead saying a mailing address or a place I can mail this to. I love that. Man, I still do that with people I've met before. Like, hey, just in case you don't want me to know your address. Yeah. Like, just say your mailing address. I think that is such a good 
small thing you can do to make someone feel way more comfortable. Right. Where should I mail this? Yeah. You and know, it could be like an office or I don't know. Where do people hang out? Studio, studio, recording studio. Well, she might have like a fan mail yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had uh, I mailed something to a friend and I mailed it to his like agent office. Cool. Yeah, that ended up working. Um, and the so the other thing about the, the phone number, uh, what I would say is, let's say you guys are planning to hang out and it would be way easier if you guys could text. Say something in the email or the tweet. Um, I'm assuming this will be a DM if you're... That's another one. Oh, DMing. Oh, my God. If you hang out with her, do not at all, even obliquely, mention the details on social media. Do not do that. It could be literally unsafe. Right. And don't don't take a picture like with you two and post it without asking her. It's so it's like actually dangerous to do that. I was just reading an article uh, a couple of days ago about a Nico case talking about a stalker she had and how she like she had to ask a reporter to please not report this is where I live because I have a daughter. I have an unsafe situation. Please don't do this. So that just like was such a reminder like, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. And and I again, I don't think that you're the kind of dunce who would uh, do something like this. Uh, but I mean, when you're happy and excited and hanging out with a new friend, you think, oh, I'm going to post this picture of me and, and her on Instagram. This is something that it, honestly, I think that you should ask for permission posting any picture, any information about your friends. But this is of the utmost importance if she has people who are kind of like watching her movements. Yeah. Don't tag her in it. If you want to post it somewhere, send it to man. I was going to say. What, I would say send it to your friends, but what if they start spreading it around? Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I would just say get things approved by her for social media. But going back to what I was actually saying was, um, so s- say you would like her phone number because it's easier to keep in touch that way. Like if you are having, if usually it's like if you're meeting at a restaurant or something, you don't want to be like checking your fucking email to see like, oh, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. Mm-hmm. What I would say is in the context of wherever you are already having contact. So say it's a Twitter DM or say it's an email. You could say something like, Here's my phone number. Text me if it's easier for you to be in touch this way. I love that. That is so much better than asking. Right. Another example of having them opt in. Yes. It's an, it's like opt in is it's something we repeat on the podcast very often. But for you, it's going to be extremely, extremely important. Opt in. Give her space enough to she's like, you know, the outdoor cat friend. OK, don't scare her off by coming in too close. Like let her sniff your hand first and then rub her face all over it. <laughs> Literally do that. Yeah. So it's good. The musicians, that's how they do. What about this sentence? She's married and I'm in a relationship and I don't want to come off like I'm trying to steal her from her wife. If if her wife's famous, I don't think that her wife's worried about you. Yeah, I think it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And also, like, this is from uh, the perspective of a queer woman. Um, I would say that most, like, women loving women in those situations, I mean, you have to be okay with your female partner hanging out with their female friends because otherwise they're not going to have women friends. That doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. So that so that I would say just leave to her and her own relationship. You know, don't kiss her. Yeah. Don't don't, don't kiss her. Don't don't push your hands on her. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that anyway. You know those rules. Right. Yeah. No, j- just treat her like a human. Yeah. And you're good. Yeah. Like a like a famous, cooler better probably better looking probably more attractive really good skin yeah um just someone who's like way better than you taller yeah. more latex more money yeah, maybe probably yeah, more twitter followers <laughs> for sure don't fuck this up mm. oh boy <laughs> oh well now that you feel way better <laughs> in conclusion she's a person you're a person just make sure when you have your interactions that you are giving her the ability to opt into everything 
and don't slide into her Twitter convos that she's having with other people. Holy shit, Jen. I'm here too. That oh, is oh, so... I'm, I'm here too. We're close personal friends. Don't do this. No. It's bad etiquette for us normals, let no. alone for famous people. God, especially if she's having a Twitter conversation with like another famous person and you're just like... And I'm here too. Right. Let me add this comment. Uh, I don't care how hilarious your comment is. I would not do that. It's not that funny. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, this is okay for, I think, for some of your friends. For friendships. For friendship, but not this one. No, 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 no. Not your famous lesbian friend. <laughs> Man, I want to know who it is. Okay. Are we, do we have time for question three? Oh, hell yeah, we do. This is the best question we've ever gotten. It's also the, I know I said last week was challenging question, but this one. Whoa. Whoa. It's a doozy. What, it, what the hell question is this? Hey, Jen and Trin. Hi. What, what is, in your opinion, the best Jimmy Eat World album? Wow. The answer given by someone I admire has been giving me pause for like several months on end now. So I'm trying to hopefully rack up some good opinions from other people I admire to balance that out. Thanks. First of all, don't use us like that. Yeah. Just kidding. I'm really flattered. I'm so excited to be used. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. This is like... This what makes is, you think we have good opinions? Ah, uh, because we're amazing. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I was 16 when Bleed American came out, so I am the target market demographic. Damn it, yours is Bleed American too. Mine is Bleed American. Well, so that's. I an, thought I thought for sure yours was going to be Clarity. Clarity? Yeah. So uh, I, I go back and forth. I've had this conversation with Alex like a million times. Mm -hmm. Okay, so uh, okay, I'm gonna take a deep breath, Jen. Before I dive in, do you want to go first? Do you want to talk about Bleed American? I want to listen to a little bit of it. What's the song, uh, the really sad song, Hear You Me? Uh, yeah, I actually don't even like that one. Really? Why? My two least favorite tracks on the on the album are that and the other like sad movie song. My Sundown? My Sundown, I yeah, hate. Yeah, yeah, I'm not crazy about that one either. Uh, I think they could have easily replaced either of those tracks with the, um, they've one really amazing, they have a few really good B-sides on Bleed American, but one of them is Splash Turn Twist, and it's as though... <laughs> <laughs> there you, that's it. I know it. So Splash Turn Twist could have easily been one of their singles on Bleed American, but they somehow put it on a B-side instead and like also put Hear You Me on their album, which I think is ridiculous. Jimmy World has this horrible propensity to never be able to actually identify the best single on their album. Like they've never promoted the best song in their album. What do you think the best song of Bleed American is? Sweetness. It absolutely oh, is. Oh yes, it is. But I don't think it was a single. Like it was like I heard, I've heard it on the radio. I think it was. Like they did. I know the middle, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, but I don't feel. I mean, I think I heard it on like Q on a one. But it's a, sweetness is the best song, and in fact, I would say it is possibly one of the best songs in rock and roll of that generation. I, it's a very very good rock. Let's jam. listen to a couple seconds of it. Sure. We'll probably have to cut it. <laughs> no way. We got to let the... Well, yeah, but I... <laughs> I love that we're talking about this. This is so ridiculous. They're also so... They're incredible live. So good. Just in case you're wondering, uh, they really sound like that. Yeah, he they really can sing sound like that. Exactly I don't know what like he's that. been doing the last 15 years, but it's obviously nothing bad for his voice. Yeah, he's not been drinking. He's not been partying. He's, I was, all I could think was like, wow, you've been, you've been getting 12 hours of sleep. You sound really good. He has like the same haircut still, yeah. too. Like, yeah. it's wild. Yeah. Like, when I went to that show in Brooklyn, I was just like, 
I can't believe it's 1999. How old am I? <laughs> so I like Hear You Me. Um, and the reason is I would post those lyrics in my AIM profile. Of course you did. And I made like a little, um, do you remember the era of making personal websites about yourself? Yes, I That do. was like bio, pics, surveys about me. Mm -hmm. um, well, I did that. And I also put like under the lyrics section, I had like all my Jimmy World Oh my lyrics. God, you fucking nerd. No. We're so I emo. I was 24 when I did that. Oh my God. No, I'm just kidding. Really? Yeah. No, I was like 11, 12. Oh my God. I forgot that you're 19 right now. So yeah. therefore, yeah, right. you'd be much younger then. Yep. So, okay. Uh, let me talk about Clarity versus Bleed American. Lay it on me. So, and here's, here's what was interesting. I think, and by think, I mean, I know. That Jimmy World ushered in all four waves of emo with their first four major releases, like post-static prevails. So Clarity was like this very sunny day real estate venture. And then Bleed American was their, you know, this is why Bleed American is better than Clarity. And I, I'll go down in flames for this. But Clarity is like they were trying out all this new bleep loop shit because they could. And then they have like, like the 16 minute long song. Bleed American is they took all of the lessons that they learned from Clarity, but all of the energy of Static Prevails and made it into an actual album. Yeah, it's like the best of everything. Yes. I agree. I think Bleed American is like almost every single song in Bleed American is good. Yes. 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 That's incredible. And that is not true of their earlier albums. Actually, so I feel that way about Clarity, but I I feel it more for Bleed American. The singing is way better on Bleed American. That's there, true, there's too. There's a couple songs on, on Clarity where I'm like, whoa. What was that noise? Like, oh, one oh. of them was somebody else. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like, oh, a little loud, like a little, oh, strange noise right there. But then the next wave of emo was brought in by Futures. Like, there is a song. Oh, Futures about Bush. That's a Bush era album. So that, so it's so interesting because they they very they very very specifically have never taken a political stance. But Futures is so like the Bush era. Yep. Pop yep. punk. Um, but like, there's there's a few songs in there where I'm like, holy shit, this is just. 30 Seconds to Mars, except 30 Seconds to Mars stole this and made an entire album like this. Like, there's just like, there's so many songs on there where I'm like, it's this band that listened to this track and then did it forever. Let's listen to a few seconds of Futures. I love Futures. Like, there's no stronger way to start out an album. Totally agree. Man, when, I'm, when I listen to this on the treadmill, I'm like, here we fucking go. Yeah, Futures. I believe in Futures. Always believe in Futures. Um, and then this one is killer. Which one? The way I ever felt. <laughs> that one is called Pain, by the way. Pain is one of my favorite Jimmy World so songs. So good. And I know that it's like more um, like pop punk than like their other yeah, stuff. Yeah. But guess what? It's still good. It's so good. It doesn't make it bad. But then their next album is also good. Um, Chase This Light is actually a pretty strong album. Like Big Casino. I don't know what the fuck Jimmy Eat World's problem is, but they always know the correct track to start their album with. It's as though they grew up listening to records. That's what it is. Their first track is always killer. And then they have no idea what their single is. <laughs> like That makes me think they must not have smart people around them. I also hate all of their album designs, except for Bleed American is like fine. Yeah. But oh, like the covers? Yeah. Have you seen Chase like... Chase This Light is so 2007. It's the peacock feather. How many bitches do I know with a peacock feather tattoo that grew up between 2005 and 2011? I had to really dig to find a good Jimmy Eat World poster I liked because their design is crap. Oh, no. I don't know why. It's like I want to send Lauren Gallagher over to fix them. That'd be amazing. Um, 
album covers date themselves so quickly. That's though. also true. 2007 is so 2007. But look at the cover for uh, Integrity Blues. It's also bad. And oh, this was the oh, this is the new new. That's the newest one. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's just a girl. Yeah, it's like nobody cares about the girl. <laughs> You know, like they had a girl on the cover of like a couple of their albums, like like their interim albums between Int- and Integrity Blues. Their newest album is actually pretty good. Like I would say this is how my ranking goes. Bleed American. Clarity. Oh, I guess I got to go Futures and then Integrity Blues. And then Chase This Light. But I like all of them. I'm going to come in here with uh, a little Dark Horse. Ooh. I realize now my favorite album is actually one of their EPs. Get the fuck out. Have you heard of Stay On My Side Tonight? It's like, I wouldn't be surprised if you hadn't heard it because it's just five songs. What are the tracks? Uh, Disintegration, Over, Closer, Half Right, and a remix of Drugs Are Me from Futures. Futures, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, wait, isn't there a girl on that album too? Sure is. I wonder if it's always the same girl. Oh, that'd be probably not. I don't think so. Yeah. Jimmy. Okay, listen, Jimmy World, Jim Adkins, listen to what I am saying. I understand that people have told you sex sells or whatever, pretty girls, blah, blah, blah. No, never again. You are not doing this again. You are getting a real designer and you're not just taking a picture of a girl for your album color. What are and, you doing? And if you want to be on friendshipping, we can arrange that. We can arrange it very easily. We have a, uh, uh, we can get you Skyped in, record it. We will interview you. About friendship or maybe some other things. Oh, my God. What else about Jimmy World? Okay, okay. We need to just answer this question and move on. We've officially taken more time to answer this dumb question than our other two real friendship questions. My, my favorite is Blade American. My favorite is Blade American, too. It is. Yeah. Sorry, Alex. Alex, our producer, is is Team Clarity. Team and Clarity. Clarity is super good. I would like to end this segment with my uh, my Jimmy Eat World cred. Oh. I've seen them over a dozen times in concert. They are the band I've seen the most. I saw them uh, when I was 16, and they were first coming around to promote Bleed American. So I'm a big deal. Um, well, I've only seen them once with Incubus. <laughs> Is it, am I still allowed to talk about them? 10,000% yes. I just love that they toured with Incubus. I'm not a real fan. Yeah, Incubus, also another one of my faves. I used to love Incubus. Brandon Boyd still sounds like that. Does he? I I love that all these big emo boys are saving their voices well into their 50s. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know Brandon Boyd is bisexual? You probably knew this. (gasps) I did. Yeah. Same hat. Same hat. I love it. He was uh, the first person, not the first person, probably the first male identifying person I learned was bisexual when I was younger. And I remember this one girl was like, oh, I wish she wasn't. I love him so much. And all the other people around her were like, that's not cool. Who cares? There's nothing wrong with it. And I just had this like happy moment like that went way better than I thought it could. That's really wonderful. The first person I uh, that I knew of being bisexual is David Bowie. Oh, man. Yeah, of course. Which shaped my opinions oh, going best. forward from then on. This has been Friendshiping with Jen and Trin. If you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. If you would like to send us a friendship-related question, you can also do that at friendshipingpodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to buy our garbage, you can at thefriendshipingstore.com. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing. Thank you to Lauren Gallagher for designing. Thank you to Molly Lewis for singing. And thank you to Alex Cox, the podfather, for making the studio work. And thank you for listening. 
You're welcome for talking. You friendship at the problem. Bye. <laughs>